And we're here. We are here. Part two-ish. Part two-ish. Um, first of all, before we, we get into it, I think we want to just say like a quick thank you to anybody who watched the um, clips of the interview with, with Tactics. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to him. He's yep. a super knowledgeable guy. Um, we're hoping to get him back on sometime soon um, just to kind of chat it up and ask him some questions again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be- before we got into the episode, just wanted to say a quick thank you. Yeah, um, and also to everybody that like interacted with uh, you know, all of the content on on Twitter, especially with the last one where we were considering, you know, the the changes when we don't have Maxi around and now even Hey Bear, which we can get into, but people were sending us like their favorite lineups that they would like to see moving into the future, and we kind of just had everybody sort of picking at each other's lineups and and talking about squad placement. So it was cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big reason why we do this thing is mm-hmm. to get that type of interaction, not necessarily like views or anything is more more or less to interact with you guys and see what other people think because i i know i'm very smart when it comes to this stuff but uh well, I like, it's, it's I like fun. to be challenged yeah it's fun to have like our brains picked and then to be able to pick other people's yeah. brains and see you know where you can find common ground and where you can't cause... see maybe when you have a hot take and some people don't like it but maybe it comes it comes to be true i have something a hot, that works i have a hot take that i'd like to talk about but maybe we yeah, can we'll talk about that later yeah, we'll we'll get into that when we speak about the cincy game but let's uh let's kick it off with the toronto game so um obviously it's a disappointing result uh it was a bad call at the end of the day that, that gave up that pen which i mean we've been victim to bad calls like a couple games this year probably three or four um but still it's it's the it's a situation where it's like if you put yourself in the situation to have a bad call make you lose then you know it's sort of your fault um yeah exactly but yeah i mean we we've talked about that before where it's like you can only complain about the ref so much you put yourself in the position where at the end of the game you know you're you're still nil nil and not taking advantage of all the chances you've created throughout the game and one silly handball has the opportunity to ruin your game at that point yeah um but at the at the end of the day it was good to see uh Mats get back you know starting and and get going again and i think uh what i remember from that game is like sean had absolutely like you know a great game kept us kept us in it up until you know he didn't really have the ability to at the end of the game but for what it's worth he he kept us in there for for a while um but the, the, it doesn't get much worse than ending like that to have hey bear go down and then like i mean it, it was probably a minute or two later have a pen in like the 90th minute to lose it was it was awful so touching on the um on the injury uh and, and with all love to hey bear like i i love the man he's super positive but i'm hoping that this injury to him is a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. ultimately like that the team itself looked like it fought a lot harder um against cincy than they have at uh, any other stage in this season and so i hope it's kind of like the we're playing for a bear um yeah and although mentality you know although he hasn't been in the best form um i still think it was important for like the next game after you know essentially your your starting striker goes down to be able to net four goals like yeah. it, it almost immediately teaches the squad that you know we don't necessarily need him in the future so we don't need to get down on ourselves that we're missing him more than that it it puts the the league on notice that yes we lost probably our best goal scorer in mm-hmm. in the side outside of maybe matriza when he's in form 
Yeah. He could probably, like, Matriza has the highest ceiling. Right. Whenever he's in form. But Hebert has the highest floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm excited to get into my hot take of, <laughs> of the last week or two. So I think, I don't know if I, if I even brought it up and it made it. I know I brought it up with tactics, but I don't believe you brought it up. You brought it up in our episode. In our episode, and, and did, then and you did bring it up again with Matriza because with tactics. Uh, with tactics, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I so it did find the airwaves then to the people that are listening. Correct. So I guess I might have been onto something. <laughs> I can't stand when you're right. Uh, no, nah, it was cool though. I mean, I I would rather be right than wrong, obviously. But I think everybody. <laughs> I just can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I think everybody would rather uh, in this situation have me be right than wrong because Matriza's looking good at number ten for that one game. And I'll be honest, it was one game. And, and Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll take that and Cincinnati, and I'll take that as a, a grain of salt. But he looked good. He did. I mean, from the first thirty seconds, he looked great. It now seeing that game, it almost. It's almost like, why didn't we do that before? Right. Obviously, with a healthy Maxi, you're not going to put Matriza at number 10. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it never, there's never a world. But somebody like him, where in the middle, when there's not going to be guys over committing to you, whereas on the wing, you're going to have the right back, maybe over committing to challenges and stuff like that and really trying to attack you. Whereas in the middle, dudes are kind of occupying spaces rather than people. Right. So it's like, it makes sense and he's really he's direct in the middle whereas out wide he's i don't know he is ineffective to me personally the way i see it is he's really ineffective on the wing and so it was kind of refreshing to see somebody like dominate the middle again yeah we hadn't seen that in a long time for nycfc it's weird too because then we had the same situation with ring out on the wing um he's so wasted there yeah it's it's like having matrita at the 10 and then ring at the (laughs) wing it's like what are we doing? You know, no brainer. Or if it was the beginning of the season, you'd be like, how could they ever be not swapped like where they are now? Um, but then we did see Ring. Uh, I think he went down too in uh, in the Cincy game and he had to be taken off. Um, I think we put Ibiaga in right for the end of the game. Maybe not. For what? I might be crazy. Who got I think take- we... Ring? Ring. No, yeah. Ring got taken out for Medina. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But- because of injury so yeah i don't think we still have much info on what what's going on with that well but like to this, see another starter go down this will be really interesting in terms of injuries because we're gonna have maybe ring out i know ronnie said it was just a knock mm-hmm. but maybe ring out san or uh, Cal- Callens is missing because of yellow, yellow card, card accumulation yeah so you'll probably see james sands drop into center back and then if rings healthy hopefully he'll occupy midfield and we'll actually get a winger yeah and then we'll see what the team should actually look like week to week i i sort of see the situation more i'm kind of planning for the worst like if if ring can't play i would see probably sans filling that that cdm and then i think maybe giving ibiaga a start would be a uh an interesting experiment but i don't know if ronnie trusts him like that yet yeah especially when somebody asked him like if he was injured Mm-hmm. Something like that because he was laboring um, on the sideline, and he was like, "No, he's he's fully healthy." It's like then maybe play him or even Gray. Like mm-hmm. giving Gray a, a run of games could be cool. Yeah, well, it's important to have you know some type of defense depth, right? So and you don't want somebody coming in who's never played in that. Yeah, game. that's like that's the thing. Uh, so, um, but 
I don't know. Um, in terms of that game? In terms of that game, I mean, we scored four goals. There's really, uh, there's not too much to be angry about, honestly, for the one, first time. There's not too much to be angry about. My favorite goal was that Medina goal. Ah, man, it was so the loosely agenda. a goal. <laughs> it was so loosely a goal, man. Like, so, like he was shooting bottom right corner and it ended up bottom left. You got to put it on target, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I guess it was on target because he got credited with Look, it. So it is whatever what it makes is. him confident. Because I think a confident Medina with a run of games in a correct position for him mm-hmm. is really good for New York City FC. Not just because of what he brings to the team, but like if we're paying a dude as much as we're paying him, find it, find a way to get him on the field. Right. Because he's and, our highest salaried player. Right. Yeah. And I think he's got a really, really high potential. He's just got to get a run of games. Same with Tati. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing Tati get a run of games right now is so refreshing. It's like this dude works his tail off yep. to get into the team, and now he finally gets a chance. And that's something that we saw in the Toronto game, because when he got subbed out for uh, Bear, I think I... I don't know if we were together when we watched the game, but I remember... I think I texted you because we weren't together, and I was like, did you see Tati come off? He, like through his water bottle like he was you know visibly upset to be taken off um and that obviously just feeds into the fact you know of his passion that he brings to the game um and i think it's sort of like you know how we talk about in the nfl where like rookie quarterbacks like uh, coaches are always ruining them in a way where it's like not giving them you know the security of a job now I I'll be interested to see if Tati does start getting consistent starts as striker to know he that should. he consistently has the job because there's there's realistically not another striker that's taking that position um to see you know allowing him to settle in and see what he does. I think he was really unlucky not to get a goal against Cincy. Mm-hmm. Like he deserved a goal for sure. Um I think in the Toronto game he was more upset because he was in he was in jeopardy of getting a red card. Yeah. And it, it was really unfortunate, too, that because you could kind of see it as Tati getting in foul trouble, puts Bear on the field, yeah. puts him in a bad position to ultimately get injured and be out for the season. Right. Like it's, it's little things like that that happen throughout a season that are just like, takes the wind out of things. Mm-hmm. So it definitely took the wind out of out of our unbeaten streak because not, not only did we get the loss, but then we lose our yeah. best goal scorer. But so. that's why I was saying why, you know, genuinely it's so important for us to go on and beat Cincy. You know, even though it is Cincy 4-0 to teach us, like, we're still here, basically. Yeah, and I think it's it's unlucky that um, Callens had to get injured. Or not injured, um, the yellow card trouble. Yeah. Because this was a really good time to, like, have one consistent lineup that we play four or five times. Right in a row and like knock out some results and ultimately like get that gel that the team needs yep that i feel like we're missing yeah now we lose him and gotta shake it up again although callens you know that's sort of i mean he's never not started a game for us so it's not too much of a shake up like you know this is a one game thing like he'll be back and it'll be permanent so it's you know it's not quite as bad as right losing like a ring or hey bear for you know an undisclosed amount of time but yeah i mean and i, I think chanel and, and callens they both kind of deserve a break in a sense they've mm. been starting every game for as long as i can remember so maybe i mean if it's a game where i i'm not sure who we're we playing uh 
Let me look it up. I'm actually not too sure. Either. I'll do it live. It's, it's just gonna take a few seconds. But if it's if it's a team that is not super tough on paper, I wouldn't mind say because we have so much depth in defensive mid. Right. Like to just slide Sands back there, put Ibiaga back there, um, and give Chinoa rest too. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gambling that our offense is gonna be good. It's Inter Miami. Inter Miami. Okay. Yeah. It's really. I mean. I, are they at the point yet where Matuidi and Higuain are like uh, playing consistently, or have they played yet? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Yeah, because be I haven't. I feel like we would have known if they yeah. have been. So I would say probably not yet. Yeah. Um, but if it is the is if it is their first game, let's not experiment with the defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're kind of forced to with with Callens out. Yeah, so yeah, but, it is um, what it is. But yeah, I, I could see Sands and Ibiaga being like an interesting center back mm. partnership. And then just putting Acevedo, because despite that unlucky handball, I feel like he deserves a start. Right. Um, pairing him with like Ring or or Parks could be really good for him and for the team, just to get him rolling. Yeah, I think um, you know it's it's nice that we have the depth that we do in the midfield and the you know the attacking side of the field, especially for some of the knocks that we've picked yeah, up. Yeah, so. situations like this. Yeah. So even if if Ring doesn't if Ring isn't able to play. I'm comfortable enough in Park's form right now, and that's coming from me. Yeah. Somebody, voice crack, somebody who doesn't really back him that right. much, at least in his performances that he's had in the in the past. Um, but he's playing really well right now, and I think him and him and Asuedo could could do some damage. Yeah. Um, but that's probably just about all we have to really to say about, about City. Yeah, I mean, without rambling too much, that's that's our thoughts and yeah condensed yeah condensed thoughts um so we could also talk about hartford so they played two games but we were talking about before this it's like yeah uh, it's tough yeah so we love new york city through and through and we love hartford too but it's just a little different kind of love <laughs> between the two of them yeah. um and both games this week for both teams were both kicked off at seven o'clock on the same days so it was tough to like pay attention to both of them Although the first one that when Hartford played Bethlehem, like we said, we went to the game. Yeah. Um, two dollar beers. Two dollar beers. Night. Super yep. fun night. Um, the only thing that wasn't that fun, I mean, we ended up tying, uh, but we did get to see the goal in the first half, and it was cool to see Hack down there. Obviously, unfortunately, um, subbed off at halftime. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was the only part that kind of sucked was that Hack got subbed off. But you know, resting for the playoffs, I, I guess it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean. Even even though we ended up getting a draw, um, it was a night that was more about the fans inside of the the stadium Absolutely. than the actual performance. So like the feeling of being there, being with everybody else, kind of celebrating, being in the playoffs, and at that point we had no idea the big game that we'd have the, for the next fixture. Yep. Um, but everyone was just there enjoying the the night and, and each other and like the two dollar beers. It was a really really cool. Yeah, well, right now for Hartford, everything is pretty much just free soccer. Um, especially, you know, taking out Hack. I think we took three or four of our starters out at halftime. So to concede a goal, you know, it's almost expected, yeah. honestly. Well, now after, so not to try to jump cut, but mm -hmm. after the pit game that we ultimately ended up winning, now we're down Mandanda because he got sent off. Right. And so we're relying on a keeper who hasn't played outside of that last game. Granted, he played well. Um, it was. It's just really unfortunate, right? To Although not I have think him. we still have 
one or two more games before a playoff game kicks off? I'm not too sure. Maybe no, just that was, one. I, that might have been the first playoff game. No, no, definitely not. I'm pretty sure. No, definitely not. No? That might have been okay. the last regular season or the second to last. I think we may still have to play the Red Bulls. But um, the the pit game was big. So that's one that we definitely didn't get to see a lot of because we, yeah. you know, we weren't at the game. Yeah. And nyc was on so it was it was sort of like a second screen situation instead of the first uh, well, one I, yeah i was so i was at work at the time mm -hmm. and so when i'm at work i only get one screen yeah and obviously i had to choose nycfc right in that situation um you know if i'm gonna if i'm blowing off work all at work it's gonna be for nycfc yeah or the steelers yeah so didn't get to tease too much but you know massive result to huge to like teach ourselves that we can beat Pitt. yeah i didn't think that we ever could right i thought that that was the one team that consistently would throttle us mm -hmm. but well it's a big it's a big mental win going into the playoffs to beat somebody that on the last two games like aggregate beat you seven to zero right like well, it's super seven, i mean seven one or seven one yeah <laughs> um well no because we lost four zero and three zero i'm oh, saying gotcha. yeah not including this one nil win gotcha um but it's big you know even though it was only a a one goal win you have to score the one goal and yeah. you have to stop them so i'd like to to talk to the team and just ask them like what the message was before the game and what um like where the inspiration was coming from yeah well i hope it wasn't a case of you know in the other pit pit games there was something to lose in this game there wasn't really anything to lose right so i hope that's not like foreboding at all about us in big situations right but, you know that's it's all like so what's yeah, the word you yeah, know what I, I mean but i'm excited again saying this again but excited to see what they do um especially in the playoffs yeah see what this team does but i think that it's probably just about all we have to say really yeah um you guys can probably hear how crispy we sound oh with, we sound <laughs> we sound good baby. with all this new uh this new mic equipment that we got it, so it only costed us uh, a month of rent so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and shout out to the dude at guitar center when we were there yeah. i don't know if you will ever hear this or if yeah. you do listen to it but we like rolled up in all of our hartford gear because all of our stuff came in like an hour before kickoff so we snagged all that on the way to the stadium and he's like Oh, I'll see you guys down at the stadium. Yeah. He's like, I'm in the supporter section, so we're like, oh, yeah. Damn, hopefully, okay. um, hopefully that, hopefully you hear this. Yeah, and you can uh, acknowledge the shout yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then or yeah. even just be a fan in the future, or right. we can drink some two dollar beers at the next yeah. Dylan Stadium game. But I think that's just about it. That'll so. wrap her up. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching once again. Uh, Post ninety podcast on all platforms. Yes. We'll see you guys later. See ya. Peace. <laughs>